The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. Well, hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And a big shout-out and a big, huge thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you for tuning in tonight, and hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And ultimately, we want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Now, for all of my new listeners, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlooks. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. Well, here we are in the, on this last day of March 2020. Uh, unbelievable that we are here, but by the grace of God, we're here tonight uh, for the show. Now, of course, we have a lot that has transpired, it seemed like, week after week uh, with the coronavirus, and uh, I just want to encourage all of us to hang in there, keep our spirits high, just to encourage us to continue to help where we can, uh, continue to pray for those families that have lost family members, pray for those that are uh, sick and ill right now, so let's look out for one another uh, through this time, and make sure that we follow the CDC guidelines uh, regarding social distancing and, and making sure that we just be careful if and when we have to go out and about, that we respect uh, that space. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, flatten that curve as the uh, medical and as our leaders have been speaking of, and hopefully uh, we can narrow this thing down uh, confine it, and hopefully and prayerfully all of our medical and scientists will come up with a vaccine where we can get a handle on this and uh, get back to some type of normalcy. So I just want to encourage us with this. Keep hanging hang there. Uh, continue to help where we can, but make sure that we are respecting those CDC guidelines. Now, tonight we have an absolute great show tonight. I call it a, an educational uh, segment. I like to do these alongside of my business segments uh, throughout the year. So we have a very great guest uh, that's going to be coming on uh, momentarily. But I do want to make you aware, uh, if, you, if you don't know, 
I published my first finance book back in uh, January. Uh, the book is called Money Responsibly. It is a useful, resourceful tool for people who want to build a foundation and an understanding of basic money man- management skills. It will help you look at how your mindset was established. It will help you look at how you view money, but it will also give you some helpful tips, some helpful things, so you can make the necessary adjustments in life so that you can become empowered to control and manage your financial life going forward. Now, you can get my book, excuse me, is available on Amazon, but I know many of you have asked and and maybe even inquiring, can you get an autographed copy? And the answer is yes. Uh, It's the same price. Uh, Just go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com. Click on the Contact Us page. You can go to the Contact Us page and submit your request to get an autographed copy. And we will make sure that we get an autographed copy in your hands. So I'm very thankful that that project finally came together and I'm able to uh, be able to provide it uh, to the public and to all of you listening in. So make sure you grab a copy for yourself and grab a copy for others as well. It'll be a neat little gift to give to someone else. So... Let's get started. I don't want to waste any time. I like to go right into, especially when I have a guest here on the show. So we're just going to move forward, but I'm jumping ahead of myself. For those of you who may have any questions and or comments, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. Again, the call-in number for any questions and or comments, the number is 917 917- Eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. And by the way, you can listen to all of my shows on demand. We're on other platforms in, di- in addition to the live show that we're doing here tonight. You can catch all the shows on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So we're very excited to have those platforms available, especially during this time uh, where a lot of you are binge watching. How about binge listening to my show? So you can catch up on all the different topics, all the different guests that we've had here uh, on the show. So make sure you take part of that. But you can also see a gallery of all of my past guests on my website as well. So many different ways that you can listen to uh, the show. So let's get started. My guest tonight. She currently serves as the Associate Director of Career Readiness at Rowan University, located in Glassboro, New Jersey. She has been working in the career development profession for 10 years. In 2019, she left NYC to pursue her master's in counselor education with a concentration in career development at the University of South Florida. Upon graduating, She obtained a full-time position as a career counselor at her alma mater's career center. She served as the career counselor liaison for the College of Arts, College of Music, and the College of Humanities. In addition, she worked as career consultant for veterans suffering from PTSD. Her passion for her music students led to her next positions at St. Petersburg College as the career outreach specialist working alongside workforce development programs. 
She worked closely with the music industry, IT, and human services department, recruiting, retaining, and placing students. In 2015, she was the first student service professional to receive a League of Innovation Award for Innovation of Career Services. In 2019, she accepted her current role as Associate Director overseeing career counseling staff at Rowan University. She is currently on the board of the Mid-Atlantic Career Counseling Association and president of the New Jersey Career Development Association. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Ms. Rosaria Pipitone. Hello, Rosaria. How are you? Hello. Wow. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. You know, about an hour ago, I was outside taking in the, some fresh air um, and watching my wife ride a bicycle. <laughs> so That's I'm doing pretty beautiful. good. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's going to be a little bit of a plus this quarantine. I'm going to say it's, it's bringing back the simple things in life, huh? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, we have been playing some Uno tournaments here in the house and we have caught up on a lot of movies <laughs> and we also cook dinner every night so that's a good yeah thing. that's wonderful <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i so, love it i love yeah, it so, trying, yeah, so we're trying to make the best of this situation that we're in but uh long as we Absolutely. all stay safe uh, that's what counts so and this right, is what but, i've been telling everybody oh i'm sorry i've I'm been telling fit. everybody yeah. this is a great time to do professional development Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we have the time now to learn different skills. Um, uh, it's so many different classes that are available. So uh, you're mm-hmm. right. This is a way to enhance our resume and enhance ourselves as as yeah. professionals. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree mm-hmm. that with you. That's something I've mm-hmm. been doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again, like I said, for being here tonight. And let's get started because I think this is a very worthwhile uh, conversation that need to be had, uh, especially for uh, our high school students, uh, high yeah. school seniors, mm-hmm. as well as from, uh, some of our college students. So I'm just going to just start the conversation off. I got a question. Absolutely. I got mm-hmm. some question to ask. And mm-hmm. so I want to start off by asking this question, seeing that the topic at hand is life beyond high school. How mm-hmm. important planning uh, for life after high school. How is that important? How is it important? It's it's becoming more and more important, I've noticed. So past when I was living in Tampa, I was working alongside three high schools. And um, I watched through the five and a half years I was there, the, um, the changes in curriculum. And what I've noticed nowadays is that these academies are offering such competitive um, credentialing and programs that even to get into these high schools is um, is competitive. So depending upon, I guess, what a student wants or has an, an interest for, I think the preparation process does need to happen early on in high school and I'm not and I know the worry I get this a lot from parents the worry is how is someone 16 years old supposed to know what they are going to do for the rest of their lives well as career in as a career counselor all I say is you don't have to know but you need to be exposed 
So what I say is the most exposure within high school, the better you will be post high school. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I agree with that. So I think the planning isn't my priority. It's the exposure, making sure that you um, you are taking classes, shadowing, um, conducting informational interviews to understand not necessarily what you want to do for the rest of your life, but what you don't want to do. That's a very good point. You know, I was very fortunate. Uh, my wife and I, we planned with mm-hmm. our, both of our girls. Uh, my oldest, as people, all my listeners know pr- pr- pretty much the story. My oldest daughter is at Boston University. Uh, she knew at in the eighth grade she wanted to be a dentist and she hasn't strayed oh, wow. from it. So mm-hmm. she we made sure she got as many classes uh that would help her in high school to get into college. But in addition to that, she was she took advantage of an internship with a dental office mm-hmm. while she was in high school. So she got exposed yeah. to how the office worked. She saw some of the procedures of how things work. Uh and then now she got accepted into BU. Now she's on her way now, and we're mm-hmm. doing somewhat the same thing with our youngest daughter. So I agree with you, starting early and exposing them to the world of many career uh, fields yes. is very important. Mm-hmm. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, And not just college. It's not a one-size-fits-all model. I will say that, you know, exposing them to technical schools or trades or certifications now that's coming down the pipeline for high schools in the academies, you know, um, understanding what careers are affiliated with these courses that they're taking, bringing career counselors into the conversation or bringing them into the classes, that's important too. It's uh, the addition, the conversation has to keep going and it doesn't have to be intimidating and it doesn't have to be senior year. Right, okay. Well, let me ask you this question then. Uh, how soon, uh, how early should parents start having that conversation with their children about their future? Well, I like to, I'm teaching this right now in a okay. course, um, training the trainer. And what our, my accrediting body is the National Career Development Association, and we have a chapter on this that we're training. And K through 12, so in middle school, we want to start to have, like, career days just to see how what kids tend to be curious about. So not actually having the conversation, but just asking, uh, hey, did you, what kind of job, uh, what kind of, um, who do you like at your school, do, have, bringing professionals on campus and talking about their careers and maybe coming home to the parents. You know, just um, maybe uh, sometimes I feel like the arts, though, are an anomaly because someone that's interested in the arts is mm-hmm. kind of it, it kind of happens like at birth, you know. But uh-huh. other professions, you know, just ex- um, having bringing having the schools bring on um, br- professionals to talk to and expose their kids in high school. I think about, you know, sophomore year. Something should happen where not just parents, but counselors and teachers should start to encourage students to take certain types of classes or explain.
explore their curiosity. Right. So, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, I've asked it with some past uh, educators that have been on the show. So mm-hmm. you may mention uh, earlier about the different mm-hmm. routes that students can take. So this is my mm-hmm. question. So should all students go to college? No, no. Okay. Not, I don't think so. It's not a one size. No, not at all. Right. I know people that absolutely love to fish. It is their passion. It's their passion from fifth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they go on and they, they love to fish. I worked as a career counselor 10 years in Florida. That was their thing. I mean, I can never tell them, you need to come get a four-year degree in business management. You, they have a job that they were getting paid a reasonable salary to mm-hmm. live and charter boats and to work for a charter company. And that's about it. But then there's uh, individuals like, for example, now I live in New Jersey, that it is more of a union state in the sense where an electrician may make more than a history major, depending upon what that particular student does with their major. So I can't tell a high school student, no, don't pursue becoming an electrician and you have to go to school. You know, it depends right. on what the requirements are per union. So it just depends. Right. And and I agree, especially now, because there are so many options available and there are mm-hmm. so many, uh, I'll say, trades or skills that are in high demand that pays well, that is very rewarding uh, for uh, individuals. So you're right. Uh, you, I wouldn't say that all students should go to college, I always say that all students should get an education. And if that means mm-hmm. educating in a skill and you're going off to work as an electrician or a plumber or mm-hmm. any other construction worker, whatever it is mm-hmm. or whatever that passion that they, that particular student has, as long as they are continually educating themselves, to me, that is what is important is to make sure that they yeah. uh, do that. So, Yes, and nowadays there's so many free resources on how to educate yourself. Granted, I work at a university. I was, I'm the first person to say that I love school. But I can't say that I have to be objective when I'm helping, you know. I want to put myself in that person's shoes and that person's interests and their values, you know. Uh, Some people value stability and they want the same job for the next 20 years. Or there's the new age of YouTubers, I call them, which is fine. I think that's all that value entrepreneurism. Absolutely. So so what am I – I can't tell them, you know, anything different. That's what they want to pursue. I'm going to encourage it. Absolutely. And then you have some that – uh, what desire to go in the military. I've been Absolutely. very fortunate. Yeah, my wife uh, spent some time in the United States Air Force. Uh, she actually went to college first, uh, mm-hmm. got her bachelor's in nursing. She spent some time working in a hospital, and then she wanted to dedicate some time to uh, serving our country. And she spent about That's eight wonderful. years in the, yeah, in the United States Air Force. So, And I've had my brothers, uh, cousins, 
uh, they probably listening in tonight, uh, that spent their career in the military and served well, and now they're able to enjoy their retirement years. Some of them are, they have ventured out to doing other entrepreneurial things, even in their retirement from the military. So there are many different options uh, available. Absolutely. Yeah, and thank you for your service if you're listening. Um, that's, oh, a, that's a really good point, and it doesn't stop there. You know, I have my best friend, 38. She just went to uh, the military uh, after she's going to be in the reserves. It's a great – for her, it's a great part-time job, you know, to do and while still serve. But what it boils down to, which I don't know sometimes if high school students know this, but, you know, what are your interests? And what are your values? Let's have those kind of conversations. I know the assessments are thrown out there a lot, and they're not. Um, I see value in the career assessments, and I'm more than happy to share the ones I really like. Um, but there is some science behind it, and there is a career DNA that we can kind of, as a springboard to the conversation of what are you interested in? What are your values? So um, that is important, and I do encourage students and high school students to take one of those assessments that are reliable and valid to kind of get an idea of what they naturally gravitate towards. Great. Perfect. We've done that as well, and I encourage doing that. So Mm -hmm. good. Fantastic. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit then. Um, Now, we are faced with... Uh, currently, uh, I guess this is where the the finance and the money part that uh, that's, I'm going to bring into the picture. You know, there's mm-hmm. been a huge rise in student loan debt. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. uh, student don't student loan debt in 2020 is now roughly 1.6 trillion dollars. Wow! It is wow! Yeah, it is it is now the second highest uh, consumer debt behind mortgage debt and credit card debt and auto loan debt. So let's kind of speak on that. I would like to know your thoughts about uh, the student loan crisis and student loan debt in general. Kind of share some thoughts uh, around that. Well, I can talk about this for a long time. Um, (laughs) I'm going to try to stay objective versus subjective because I truly, as someone that struggled with this you know I'm a first generation student and I took a lot of student um, loans out because I had to because I didn't know any better right I'm Mm -hmm. kind of biased and saying don't take them out be creative so by my master's I was creative and I got my uh, full scholarship and all of that because I found the nuances but as a high school student it depends on who you're talking to and what their goals are my recommendation is start off with a community college. Find out your path. Two years of community college. What they're doing, if let's say you decide college is your route, because, of course, there's always technical schools. There's the military that will pay for your school. Entrepreneurship is completely different conversation. But for the typical student, let's say you do, um, you're not going into a completely competitive field. By competitive, I I mean, you know, the pre-med or even pre-med, I would would suggest go to community college for the first two years. Save money, save room and board, right? Mm 
I understand that it's an experience, but if you, but if you want to, first of all, I'm a believer in community colleges because there's small classrooms that acclimate you. Then a lot of community colleges have partnered with um, four-year institutions for various types of um, programs. For example, um, when I worked at University um, St. Pete College, we had a partnership with University of South Florida where you mm-hmm. segued into certain four-year programs. So on your degree, it said University of South Florida from St. Pete, but you started off at a community college. So it's half the cost if you really want that university experience. And I also yes. recommend, you know, finding jobs on campus. You know, it's, okay. um, I don't know what, how people feel about working while they're in school, um, but you can find jobs on campus. Make it your job to get a job on campus. Work for an office and be a stellar employee so they can hire. They'll, you know, it'll help, you know, with the finance, offset some finances, you know. But your last, I would really, really encourage that the last option is student loan debt because it is, it's just a burden in progression of life and buying houses and, you know, doing other stuff. You're tied down to this bill, you know, and when there's so many other options. So they, this is, I'm, I'm really happy you asked me this question. And of course there's like libraries um, are, that are devoted to scholarships that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the application process and you have to go through that. And there's also federal work study, which is a um, income-based um, program that you can get. But if you, the higher up you go, there's more ways to get your school, school paid for by the institution. Right. Uh, you, you hit a very good point because uh, I went through this last year with my oldest daughter, and now we're doing the same thing with my youngest daughter. And you're right. Be creative. Uh, I think that's very important. I, I love how you said that to, to start with community college. That is definitely a great route to take. You can you get yet getting uh, your education. You're saving money, smaller class size, uh, and with the intent of going to a larger universities for those final two years. That is definitely a great route uh, to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I wanted to point out, and you may agree uh, even with this, uh, something that I did with both of my children uh, with making sure that they maintain great grades while they were in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Using the example of my oldest, uh, uh, she's probably the most driven child I know. Uh, even to this Aww. day, she still has a regiment. I don't know where she get it from because I didn't have that, uh, Rosalia, when I was in high school. I was nowhere near Neither that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and my wife didn't. So so we have one of those special ones here. Uh, very driven, and she, she did extremely well in high school, uh, graduated, and she had a boatload of different scholarships where she was able uh, to set her course, and uh, she was able to get in. She got it, got into Boston University. Uh, she's doing well, and thankfully, scholarship uh, is taking care of the bulk mm-hmm. of her college mm-hmm. expense. Uh, we're doing the same thing with my youngest, and we're looking 
Uh, I always say uh, I'm making my kids put some skin in the game because my oldest, she has a job while she's there at BU. My youngest one, uh, she, she's applying for scholarships. I'm like, yes, and when you get to college, you're going to have a job of some sort while you're there. And, you know, and I often Absolutely. encourage students, yeah, students that I mm-hmm. work with from time that, because uh, I'm, I'm heavily involved with students uh, in high school. I'm actually on the advisory committee with the Academy of Finance here in the Tampa Bay area. So starting, oh, uh, yeah, starting our students out and encouraging them to make the best grades possible. So when you can apply for those scholarships, you'll be part of the first pick but also having these other options available, uh, uh, I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, some people have the motivation to get the good grades and some don't, so you have to kind of, you know, customize. I sometimes Mm -hmm. customize my talk depending upon who the person in front of me is, you know, but there's a ton of options, and from scholarships, to joining the military and getting a degree and then getting out and using your GI Bill for an advanced degree. Just I just look at the student loans as the last option. You know, do right. all, try to cross that off, try to put them at the bottom of your list, you know. I, I agree. I agree because you um, said earlier, it can, it can prevent, uh, so much on the on the when you're yeah. beginning your career, when you have this much debt outstanding, it prevents you from you know maybe getting that car that you need and and getting that home that you are striving for, and just other things mm-hmm. along the way. Uh, to be bogged down with debt is not a good way to get started in in your professional life. So I agree. Not with at you all. Totally. It's a bad yeah, habit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's something mm-hmm. that needs to be broken. And especially now with the increase, I mean, $1.6 trillion of student loan debt, that is, uh, that's mind-boggling. <laughs> Absolutely mind-boggling. So we, we need to put a dent in that so yeah. we can uh, get our kids uh, uh, other different routes as opposed to the student loan route. So, and, you yes, know, but, give the message it's not cool to have debt. It doesn't matter if it's for co- – it's not cool, you know? Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> In no way, shape, or form. Nope, nope. Dad is not your friend. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's skip another question. I mean, uh, skip gears again. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, of course, things are much different than when we came through uh, school, uh, even mm-hmm. here in society and all, and especially now with the uh, current situation with the coronavirus uh, crisis that's going on. What are some of the, uh, another question that came to mind, what are some of the challenges that students face today uh, in society versus versus years ago? What are some of the challenges Mm -hmm. that they are being faced with that maybe we didn't uh, have to face when we were coming through? You know, there's so many things. Let me start off with life is more expensive when you graduate now. You know, back then, did we, like, I remember graduating. I lived in a borough, um, Staten Island. I was able to share a place with uh, friends and have my own rent, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how possible that is now with the salaries they have. I feel like the, the requirement to have a degree is higher, but the salaries haven't quite caught up. And the expenses have increased. Does that make sense? So oh, like yeah. now students are coming out, and they have a degree, but everybody has a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you have a, college, a business degree, for example, which is a great degree, but you kind of have to carve your your niche. You have to really have know where you kind of want to work. Not yes and no, but in addition to getting that job, you know, um, you are now faced with a little bit more expenses. And it's kind of hard to kind of branch out from student to professional. There's more of like that pause period where you're still kind of, I've noticed, living with the pa- your parents. It's as, as when I graduated, it was a little bit more like, okay, jumping into professional world, like right away, you know? Yeah, you're right. That transition mm-hmm. period is a little tougher. Um, but also, again, everybody, I think, um, in the education world, it's becoming like the master's is the new bachelor's. Yes. For certain degrees. For certain degrees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because this is the world we live in, and reality is a lot of people have a bachelor's, and a lot of employers require bachelor's. And it's a beautiful thing. I love education. But now you can be, you know, there's certain degrees that always, certain professions that always required a uh, a you know, our masters, but like the MBA now. You have a, now mm-hmm. you have to compete with someone you're uh, with an MBA, fresh out of MBA. You know, um, and it's like, oh my my, do I need to go on to graduate school right away? That's that's the conversation some students have with me, and I'm like, it depends on what career path you want to go. But so that's um, and then also there's a lot of um, it depends on regionally, but there's a skills gap I've noticed where getting students jobs, entry level jobs in certain fields, um, especially when I was working in Tampa in the IT field, there was a skills gap where employers were requiring three years experience for X, Y, and Z career. And then students were just graduating looking for entry level work and they didn't quite know what kind of entry level positions were out there. So it's a little bit tougher, you know, to find that entry-level job. I, I, I agree there. Uh, it's funny you would say that. Now, now my mind, I'm having a flashback uh, mm-hmm. in my when I got started. I graduated. Now, this is kind of unique. I graduated uh, with a BS degree in computer science. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked a day in that field. I've been in banking and oh, finance really? over, yeah, for over 20 years. <laughs> And I yeah. guess at that time, I, I couldn't even get an entry-level position yeah. because I was told by so many different companies, well, you got to have some experience. And I'm thinking, well, if you give me the opportunity to yeah. have some experience, I can get, you know. But uh, I guess I was kind of caught there to where they were asking for at least a year or a year and a half, two years experience. But I'm thinking, okay, mm-hmm. if this is an entry-level position for uh, students coming out of college, uh, you, you're saying one thing, but on paper, mm-hmm. you, you're expecting something else. So uh, mm-hmm. it makes it very difficult. Uh, 
And uh, but right now, you, I, I do like one thing though. In today's time versus some years ago, students have the opportunity uh, to intern or I'm just uh, about take, to say that. Yeah. Okay. Or apprentice. Well, you, or co-op. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those yeah. Are, yes, they're able to take part in some of those things. So if you can kind of elaborate on that, and I brought it up. Go ahead. You take the floor. Yeah. So internships have become popular. Uh, certain programs I've worked with, depending upon the department, I've worked in several, you know, um, it's a requirement to graduate, which I applaud any program chair that does that because that's brilliant. Um, you should have certain internships, especially, you know, in in job, in fields that are quite competitive, you know, um, but also like the hands-on learning. So the internships are important. I think they're really increasing, they're building that relationship between you know, the student and increasing possibility of um, getting a job after the internship. I think the stats way back when, not now, were like 75% of interns. Um, I should look that up. I wonder what it is now. 75% of interns get a job. You know, yeah. so um, I even worked in programs where they had two internships in the music program because. It, and then that was brilliant. I loved it. I was like, wow, they get two internships. They get to try two different employers. So I thought that was really cool, too. But, yeah, and then yeah. the co-ops that are more structured in nature where they're um, mainly for the computer engineering STEM fields, um, those, those are paid. Awesome. So definitely yeah. take advantage for, let's say you're a, a parent of a high school student. I would definitely recommend, hey, what certifications or, uh, can my student, or can my um, daughter or son obtain in high school, um, add that to college experience, and now you have a really robust uh, resume post-graduation, um, you know, when you're getting to graduation. A lot of the uh, Florida high schools I work with do that. They provide you with, like, an IT certification upon, or Photoshop or Adobe, you know, and then you add that on to a four-year degree and you continue to use that skill set, you know, you're a little bit more competitive um, when you get to the world of work and, you know, applying for jobs. But definitely, definitely, definitely ask about internships, even, even though you don't necessarily have to take one, take one right. for that yeah. reason. Yeah, I agree. I have to brag here a little bit on uh, my the Academy of Finance uh, here in Hillsborough County, here in the Tampa mm-hmm. area. Uh, we have four high schools that have the uh, program. Now, there are other academies uh, at other schools, but uh, I have to speak uh, for the one that I'm a part of, the Academy of Finance. Uh, there are a number of students that I, I'm just amazed and I'm so glad that the schools offered. You mentioned about mm-hmm. certifications. Uh, we yeah. have a number of mm-hmm. students that they are uh, Microsoft certified uh, yeah, upon leaving really. high school. I mean, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. they know Excel, PowerPoint, Word, everything. Yeah. They know how to do all of that and more. Mm-hmm. So I, I, a very good point uh, to mm-hmm. say that, that certifications, you know, if you can have the opportunity to do internships, uh, even in high school, like I said, my daughter was able to uh, be a part of one before she graduated high school. And adding that to your resume, you know, uh, professionally uh, speaks well, and it will kind of 
set you apart from uh, everyone else when you have those different designations or certifications uh, attached to you. So very good point. And that, yeah, and that leads back to your question on what's the difference, right? And when mm-hmm. when I went to school um, on, I don't know, 2000, it took me forever to graduate because I was working <laughs> seven jobs, you know? So, yeah. um, but, uh, <laughs> But I didn't have to get an internship. You know, it wasn't, the world of work wasn't as competitive. Right. That's true. So I didn't, I didn't have to do as much preparation as, you know, um, high school students need to do now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, they have to know exactly what they want to do or put all this pressure on them to, you know, it's not like that. Just build your resume. Just follow your curiosity. Okay. Uh, Got another question to throw at you. Mm -hmm. So, Rosario, what are your thoughts around uh, choosing a major? I want to go back to if we choose the the college route. Uh, What are your thoughts around choosing a major that you like Mm -hmm. versus choosing a major that is going to be sustaining versus following your passion. Oh boy, how much time do we? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of, kind of give us some thoughts well, around that. I'm gonna get scientific, not scientific, but the career okay. development process starts with the end in mind. Okay. Okay. I understand that people choose the and step. Number I have a chart I can send you, so it, it's like a it's a process. And step number okay. seven is choosing a major. Step number one is choosing an um, exploring occupations, right? So um, we are is what's the saying? Putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> so yes, you're picking it. a yep. major without an end in mind. So I always like to start with the end in mind. If that's not possible, right? Um, mm. You know. Choosing a major that you feel like you'll excel in is definite, and it, it's not dreadful, is definitely a good way to feel like you have some purpose while you're in school. Because I can't, I can't stress the importance of mental health while you're in school. You know, I want mm-hmm. the student to somewhat be happy, right? You know, right. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean. Don't get me wrong, I um, I don't want them to come to me senior year and say, well, I chose this X, Y, and Z major just because I thought it was cool, and now get me a job. Well, what is, did you, what happened the last four years? Did you think? Did you talk to me? Did you, con- like, you need to have a conversation. So um, did you think about what you could do? Did you talk about an internship? So um, right. certain majors, and and the beautiful thing about the world of work is, just like you mentioned, you started off what computer computer science, and yes. look, twenty years later, you're in finance. You're not married yes. to your major. No one is no. married to the major. You're not it, t- until death do us part. And I tell these students <laughs> every day, okay, we are dating right now. Careers. Your major, you happen to be on a fourth date with a career. You know, I look at it from a dating perspective. It kind of resonates with them a little more when I talk to them like that. But, you know, uh-huh. you're just 
exploring what you could possibly do in this world and subjects that maybe um, trigger some interest and obtaining some transferable skills to the world of work. I'm sure your computer science degree, you, you obtained some transferable skills to your finance career. Yes, I did. Right? Organizational skills, um, data, right? Data management, right? The attention to detail. Uh, you can go on and on. But um, so it's not like lost if someone just chooses the major they like. Granted, I wish, um, I hope that the um, students start to think, what do I want to do with this major? You know, uh, light bulb or parents or, and sometimes the parents, um, the students come to me, my parent is telling me to do this. I don't want to do it. So sometimes having an objective person for the students to talk to is good. Like just, um, I was obviously a promote career services because we're the objective ear that we like to promote whatever the students' interests are. But definitely um, it's a little bit of everything. I know it wasn't a direct answer, but um, I love to hear people's passion. And you know what reality is? Sometimes they don't know. Their major isn't their passion. And sometimes it is, you know. True. Um, And sometimes you need to be in your 30s to uh, and work in your in a career you don't like to know what you do like. Or some people, like my music students, knew from birth. You know, my music students, um, sports mm-hmm. people tend to know from, like, a very young age, you know. There's certain art and entertainment professions that they know from birth, you know. Whether right. or not they, mm-hmm. they can persevere through a profession that's competitive is a different story. But um, so I would love everybody to pursue their passion, but I really also enjoying and, and finding purpose and meaning while you're in school because there's nothing worse than being in school and saying, I have no idea why I'm here. And I, I agree there. I agree 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what happens? I, they don't go to class. They cut corners. Yes. They're wasting yep. their time. They're wasting their faculty's time. They're yes. you're, they're not interested, and they become you know hard on themselves. I don't want to say depressed, but maybe you know. So right. knowing that you have a purpose, even if it's an English major, and they are so good at writing, right? They have a mm-hmm. purpose. They have a sense of motivation. Like, oh wow, I can really write anything. You know. Yeah. What I can do with this, well, I don't know just yet, but it gives them a sense of happiness and fulfillment. Right, absolutely. Good point, good point. Okay, uh, we still have some minutes here. I want to kind of hit on change gears again. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I know with the uh, crisis that we're all being faced with right yeah. now uh, and mm-hmm. knowing that you're in the New Jersey area, uh, mm-hmm. I know that we were talking beforehand. Are jobs even available during uh, the crisis right now? Well, there's certain jobs. Um, I know in the state of New Jersey, and I noticed in PA, because that's my neighboring state um, on the border, and then in certain um, state websites, like look up whatever, florida.gov, um, they've been requesting to post jobs. And these jobs might not be a student's ideal job, but they're for a good company. For example, 
down in Florida. You have Publix because right now a booming job is grocery stores. And we all know how great of an employer Publix is. Oh, yeah. So to have that on a resume, um, also, you know, working at the front line of patient, just answering phones for patients, hospital looking for temporary workers, you don't have to have that much experience from what I'm reading, but just getting that um, patient face-to-face time. So you can be looking to go into school and waiting for the summer and, and get one of those jobs. Let's say you don't want to be in healthcare. Well, you just develop customer service skills that we're going to put on your resume, right? Or you might That's develop, oh, you know, Publix, which is a great I, – I love the company. I love everything about Publix. I love the way they treat their employees. A lot of grocery stores make the, hun- the top 100 list of employers, believe it or not. Up here it's Wegmans. Down there it's uh, Publix. And they treat their employees pretty well. So you're getting into one of these companies and you're putting that on your resume, which us in career services is like, oh, that's a great company Wegmans to work for because we see it in the top 100 you know, companies to work for. So um, it's not a waste of time getting a temporary job. Right. I agree. You know, I agree too. So even if you're the entrepreneurial type that wants to make your own hours, there's Uber, there's um, the shipping sites. You know where you can mm-hmm. um, the, for grocery stores, ship it. Is it called? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, Amazon uh, warehouses jobs um, are hiring all the time. Okay, perfect. Now, uh, as we are, you know, uh, like I said, we're in the midst of this crisis right now. Are there mm-hmm. any 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 advice or any recommendation in addition to the the, the job opportunities that, that are available? Uh, is there any advice or any recommendation that you can kind of give uh, us mm-hmm. tonight, all the listeners to, tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'm I just had uh, several appointments this week about this. So, depending where you're at, you know, take this opportunity to um, people have downtime right? They're working from home. Take this opportunity to conduct informational interviews. That's my first bit of advice. If I could give you three. First is informational. Mm -hmm. What is an informational interview? Contact someone in a career that you're interested in and have a five to 10 minute, either phone call or Zoom meeting and ask them, how did you get into this profession? Do you have any advice for someone that interested, a new person interested in um, this position, and build relationships. This is the time more than ever to build relationships. So do that, whether you're a high school student or a graduating senior or an adult, right? In transition, Mm -hmm. take this time to build relationships, build professional relationships, meaningful ones. So that's number one. And people are more inclined to answer because we're all pretty much home, you know, Uh, except certain profession, obviously, essential employees. But um, so that's number one. Number two, build your resume. I can't begin to tell you, like, for the liberal arts majors or the students going into, I, I, you know, I want to be a psychologist or I want to go into a profession that requires a doctorate. Okay, great. Find job descriptions and start to read professions that are entry level. Uh, prior to getting into stuff, you know, your um, advanced degrees, right, 
looking to some, what I did today with a psychology student, for example, is I pulled up job descriptions and we started reading qualifications and we started to learn certain certifications that were required for a psychology student to work in, as a case manager. Um, well, it wasn't a certification. Yeah, she wanted to become, she found after reading so many um, job descriptions, because that's where you're going to get a lot of answers on what should I um, build my resume on is the job descriptions. And find cool jobs, read job descriptions, and, and fill in the gap and say, okay, maybe I should uh, start this certification. So when things do pick up, which they will, right, because they have been in other countries, so right. um, you have now a certification under your belt that makes you competitive. And also take advantage of LinkedIn learning. LinkedIn learning is amazing. It was, yes. uh, it was formerly known as Lynda.com. LinkedIn Learning has everything from um, networking skills to programming, how to equal, right? So if yep. you want to go back to the workforce, or you have to go back, unfortunately, to the workforce, build some skills that you think your profession you might have been, you know, like my skill, for example, social media. I definitely need to learn search engine optimization. So what I'm going to do is uh, professionally, I'm going to sit and take courses on search engine optimization. So I start to know how to promote some um, social media posts, right? Perfect. And that's, um, and that's what I recommend is the networking, um, make, okay. conducting informational interviews, read job descriptions, look up job descriptions, see what the trends are, read them, right? You may okay. or may not be ready to apply, but see if there's any missing gap in skills. And if there is, use this time, like, for example, LinkedIn Learning, to um, – that's just one example. I'm sure there's plenty. I just – that's my yeah. go-to. Um, yeah. But, you know, use this time to build your resume with some tangible skills that you think will make you a little bit more competitive of an applicant for your, for your uh, next job. Or your current role. Perfect. I, I love those recommendations. Thank you so much for summing those up. Now, as we're coming down to a close, we got roughly about five minutes here. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you please provide your contact information? If any of my listeners, uh, organizations that are out there that are interested uh, in what you do, uh, will you please provide your contact information, how people can reach you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, again, my name is Rosaria Tipitone. I do have a career consulting um, mini website. Like <laughs> That's probably on my list of things to improve <laughs> during this yeah. quarantine. Um, but it's uh, careerconsultingrp at gmail.com. Any questions, I work with higher ed um, institutions nationwide all the time. Um, just you know, we collaborate on trends, so I'm more than happy to share or answer any parent questions um, for you or kid questions. You know, I know sometimes they want to ask someone else but their parent. Um, so it's career consulting, R, P as in Peter, at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, 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 time has gone by, Rosaria. Uh, thank you so much for being uh, a, a good ear, an expert, uh, providing some great nuggets of information tonight. Thank you so much for being here. 
It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for reaching out, and I'm I'm so happy we had this discussion. I think it's a really important topic. Yes, me too. Thank you. And by the way, make sure you take care of yourself and be safe there. And like you I said, too. we come out, yeah, come out on the on the end of this uh, better and stronger. So uh, definitely do Absolutely. take care of yourself. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, you that's too. a wrap. It's been a then. pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank that's you a so wrap. Much. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap then tonight. Um, we thank you so much, all my listeners, for tuning in tonight to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't touched base with me, you can touch base with me on uh, social media. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit my website at shipmanconsulting.com where you can get uh, an autographed copy of my book. But you can also see the gallery of all the different guests that we've had here on the show. So I would encourage you to do that. And also, you can listen to all of the past shows on other platforms. So not just a live show tonight, but you can uh, hear us on Google Play from iStit. Uh, excuse me, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So as I was saying earlier, I know many of you are binge watching. Now you can binge listen. So definitely take the opportunity. And don't forget, please let us take, make sure that we are following the CDC guidelines so we can hopefully uh, flatten this curve and keep all of our people, our medical people, all the people that are on the front lines, our doctors, nurses, first responders, all of the, those that are taking care of all those that are sick and ill during this time. And don't forget those that are, are by themselves. Make sure we reach out to the elderly. Make sure that we're helping each other through this crisis. So before we go, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week, but before I go, you know I always have a little smooth jazz music to play. This is a little bit of Paul Jackson. It's called Lay It Back. Take care, everyone.